Hey everyone, Rod from Should I Play That here. This year, our Game of the Year episode was done in three parts, and you're about to hear the first. So, when you get to the end of this episode, and we haven't finished finalizing our list, don't worry. You'll want to tune into the subsequent episode to hear the conclusion. Despite the numerous challenges of 2020, it was a great year for games, and our Game of the Year discussion is intended to be a reflection of that. We hope you enjoy these special episodes as much as we enjoyed making them. We hope you have a happy holiday and new year. And as always, thank you for listening. Oh boy, y'all, you know who this is? Do you know this voice? Well, I guess if you're watching the video, do you know this face? <laughs> it's your boy, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackrot, here hosting, should I play that, Game of the Year 2020. We, this is, this is amazing. This is, this has been a long year. This has been a crazy year, um, but we've made it through it. And guess what? I've, we've made it through it with the crew, um, which first and foremost, I got to say that, you know, last time we did this episode, uh, you know, game of the year 2019, it was just me and Rod. I feel like um, that episode was, it was fun. Uh, I know Rod feels like certain games should have been higher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, so these episodes, you know, this, you know, these game of the year episodes are going to be, you know, it's going to be, you know, the tears will be had. People will be stabbed in the back. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just, just a heads up for that. But you know, over over you know 2020, you know we, we you know we picked up James. So shout out to James; he's here with us. What's going What's on, everybody? Uh, and then we also have the, our our mod from the Twitch chat. We have Subject T in the building. Hello. What's going on? How you doing? It's winter break, so I get to do nothing for two weeks. <laughs> Sounds nice. good. Sounds good. Play some video games and everything. So, um, I felt that. Well, not I, but I, me, me and Rod, we felt that. Um, just like you know, James. Of course, you're you're, you're part of the show, and and subject you, you know, you're you're an integral part of the show too. So we wanted to have you on with these discussions. You know, this is the should I play that? This is a collective. You're part of the collective. So like, this is an an uh an exclusive club, a few members. <laughs> we yeah. Get, you you're one of them um so i just you know this is this is gonna be interesting because now we have four people trying to uh figure out what our collective game of the year is gonna be and with that um rod do you want to sort of explain how uh this works for people that haven't watched our previous episodes yeah, absolutely. So our game of the year process is really by elimination. So what we've done is we've come up with a full list of games that we think uh, would be capable of being on a top 10 list. And normally you'll see a lot of game sites or, or videos or whatever. They'll put out a list of top 10s, but you you might wonder like, well, how did they get there? How did they come to those sort of conclusions? And there may be, you know, blurbs about why certain games have achieved those positions but what you're seeing here or what you're about to listen to is really us coming down to that list uh, of us having the discussions of why did we even have how did we get 10 games and how did we order them and why did we order them Um, when we first started doing that of course uh, there is a a few other sites that do things very similarly um, 
notably, you know, Johnny Bomb does something that is pretty much uh, very similar to that, if not that exact thing. Uh, that that method of of um, coming up with the game of the year list is pretty brilliant, and it allows us to have discussion of games. At the end of the day, that's what this is about: is about celebrating uh, the year in games, and and twenty twenty could be definitely a year of like celebrating um, that at, at a time of of a lot of of issues. Not that you know you should escape to them, you know, solely, but it is important to to have that balance as well. Um, so, and I think gaming provided that for a lot of people, and especially with some of the games that we'll talk about today. Um, so, we're going to spend the first half of this episode coming down to the top ten. We'll gather that list, and in the second half, we will be actually ordering those games. Yes. So. Yeah, there's there's gonna be some games that are on this list. I there's some games that I feel like are gonna be like some good honorable mentions. Um, there will be some games that are gonna barely make the list. Um, and some I already know that's already like up there. So I guess we could sort of name list off the games that are in contention this year. Um, James, you want to go ahead and let the people know what's in contention for game of the year? Okay, so let's go down our. Should I play that gaudy list? Um, first up, Bug Snacks. Then we have Doom Eternal, uh, Yakuza Seven, or Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, Ghosts of Tsushima, Half Life Alex, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Streets of Rage Four, Genshin Impact, Paper Mario. The Last of Us Part 2, Hades, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Fall Guys, Among Us, Astro's Playroom, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, The Last Campfire, Valorant, yes, there is more, Spider-Man Miles Morales, <laughs> The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, uh, Population 1, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Call of Duty Warzone, Tell Me Why, Moving Out, Tetris Effect, Wasteland 3, Star Wars Squadrons, Demon Souls, The Pokemon DLC, um, Watch Dogs Legions, Avengers is on here? We, we agreed to this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avengers. <laughs> oh, Manifold Garden, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And that's our our contenders for this year. Those are our contenders. That's my bet. I think they're missing one. No, I I didn't. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is secret contender this year. We'll get out of beta first, and we'll talk. Okay. Okay. All right. So, no, just to just to start this off, just to pop it off, cyberpunk, y'all. Why are we doing this? So here's here here is my fight for cyberpunk not even to be on the top 10 but just my fight for it um not for anything in particular just a fight okay <laughs> so we're just fighting because hear me out hear me out this just is come out swinging listen so yes cyberpunk has its issues yes it's buggy but tell me that you didn't do you we didn't go through the same shit with skyrim I didn't. No. Are you serious? Are you serious? I've so had you, 
So, I've so had maybe like what? Like a save file corruption, but besides that, that's only after like a really long time. And I know how to avoid that now. I I don't know, man. I think Skyrim I feel like Skyrim had just as many bugs as Cyberpunk has. Mm-hmm. But every and, Bethesda game has bugs in it. No. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> but, that's, but that's not like an excuse. <laughs> I know, but that's like the typical like, that's typical of the company because they refuse to change their engines. Cyberpunk it's like their studio has like um has like pretense of <laughs> like been crossed the, off. of the Witcher. <laughs> It's already <laughs> but cyberpunk like the uh cd project red uh they already have like a history of like making really good games that have like not as many bugs as this one does and surely not unplayable versions of those games right so, that's the part that witcher, witcher 3 was also buggy at launch but yeah, you but play you play not it. as buggy. Yeah, this is an extreme example. Like this is so far on the other end of the spectrum, and that's re- that's regardless of all of the other issues with like like social issues that this game's got going for it. Like it, the game is just straight up broken on last generation consoles, and, and Skyrim and Witcher Three like had issues. You're right, but but not to this degree. Like this is. Like Look, even Anthem be, was playable. The, even Anthem was well, it, was it though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can play it, and fun. the textures look like textures, but well, well, that's besides were, the point. And when you flew, it was fun. So I mean, like, I had some stuff. I'm having, I'm having fun with Cyberpunk. I think there's a there's, there's a lot of mudslinging going on with mm-hmm. that with that game. But that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to make a case for Cyberpunk. I know it's not going to make this list, but. Um. Any, does anybody else have a game that they just wanted to straight up just cut from the list? Let's go ahead. I let's do. go ahead and start it off now. All I right. Do. What's up? All right. The last campfire. I know it's not going to make it, and that's okay. It just it was just a game that hit me whenever I was job searching over the summer, and there were some moments and some lines that were said that just got to me, and so there's my piece. It can go. So, so, so you don't think that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I want to hear a, b- a bit more about that. Like, you know, you, it's it's no, emotional. You crying, <laughs> and I said I was not going to cry. Oh, okay. Well, so no, so 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 to go off of like to defend last, the last campfire, um, and I think that re- like that reason that you have for it, like, was is there anything like gameplay wise, story wise, uh, that you feel that other people like just like sort of sell the game for people right now because like people are gonna be listening to this um they're gonna be check like looking at games that they've missed out on so like to the person like, that's is the right yeah so to the person that's listening right now like what do they have in store if they're playing the last campfire uh it, the last campfire is a uh is a 3d side-scrolling puzzle game and then whenever you get to the puzzles it's kind of top down a little bit and then you are a, uh, I guess I should just, I think they're called nomads or something. I can't remember what they're called, but uh, you're trying to get to the end or something like that. And then there's like this, or no, it starts off with this one little campfire getting distracted and he misses like where everyone else goes. And so 
uh, then you come along and then you're helping other lost campfires or uh, other lost campers to like find their fire again. And then you tell them to go to a, a fire pit and then you move along to the next area and then you solve problems in each certain area and stuff. And then you get to the end and you find out uh, what really happened to that uh, initial lost camper. And then you go to the end. So is it the story that you feel like is the most captivating part of the game? Yeah, it is. And this is coming from the people that made No Man's Sky. This is like one of their side projects that they made. And I think it's really like there was barely any bugs that I saw. I think I maybe had like one crash and that was about it. But other than that, it was it was a really fun uh, puzzle game. Because I like puzzle games. I, I, I guess there's a good opportunity so, to also... Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, so I, I I would say that would that would it be fair to go ahead and start a honorable mentions list and put that on there so that people could sort of like have have something like something to reference to if they're looking for, you know, games to play. Yeah, and it's on cool. uh it's on mobile, but I played it on PS4 and I think it was like ten or fifteen dollars. Yeah. I think any of the games that we're mentioning and, and cutting could be considered an honorable mention. Like it's good it was good enough because I didn't put everything that I, I played, I put everything that I played and thought you know, we'll go on the list, right? Like that's right. that's the purpose of it. Um, so I think that anything here is worthy of of checking out. Um, and I think this is also a good opportunity to say, which I neglected to mention in the beginning, is that at some we'll have to go into some of these games. We're gonna try not to outright just completely ruin like everything, but there will be some things that it, like you know if it's if we need to talk about it in depth um, and we need to maybe spoil a thing or two, it's just going to happen. So just fair warning up front that that will give you a fair, uh, spoiler warning before we do, but just so everyone oh, knows. Thankfully, I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Like, should I spoil it? No, I shouldn't because it was it came to me as a shock, but I kind of saw it coming, especially with like, there's like little hints of like a diary note throughout the world. And then you kind of put it, you put Don't together a puzzle. It. Of like, oh, I think I know what happened. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and cross out Last Campfire. Uh, James, do you have any games you want to shoot for to knock off? Ooh. Okay. Um, moving out. That's a, that's one. I think it was a fun game. It's a. It's got a nice uh the co op aesthetic, and I think it makes for a good party game. But I don't see it being even top 10 Mm -hmm. of games that I've played this year. I am the one who put that on there and I agree with you. Um, It's really cool. Uh, Was it team 17? I think the people who do overcooked or publish overcooked, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Right. I'm in agreement with you. Really, really cool game, but it's essentially overcooked with furniture, which is not bad. Like that's not a bad thing. Um, But it is, I think it is, I don't want to say slight, but it is kind of the same thing, but maybe for like 15 hours. Like it's very, um, I think some of the levels are neat and they do play with some of the um, design of like when you're actually moving in like some of these houses, eventually it's not even just houses that you're moving. It's it's like office buildings or like some like 
real estate of some sort that isn't necessarily a house, like a factory or something. And so you mm-hmm. have to like cleverly maneuver your way through um, some of the obstacles, like conveyor belts or something like that, that may actually dump to your truck, which is kind of cool. So I, I do think that there are, like the more I'm thinking about it, there are like a number of cool things in there. But yeah, I, I think it doesn't really hang around with with what I think would be a top 10. Um, but certainly a game I think that is a lot of fun with with people. I don't think it's online or anything. I played this on Switch uh, and, you know, played it in co-op as well. And it's just, it is a solidly, like, de- decent time, though, you know? Like, it's got, like, this weird 80s humor, which is kind of random, but, like, I really appreciate it. Um, 80s are hot right now. 80s are hot. Yeah, right, right. So, um, yeah, I... I actually didn't know that you played this, James. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I picked it up on a Game Pass. Ah, okay. Okay. I was interested in it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Did you happen to co-op it? Um, I did not. Maybe that took away from some of my enjoyment, but I was still able to understand basically the gist of things. And the AI was good enough that it wasn't I didn't feel like I was being hampered by not having a co-op partner. Ah, interesting. I had not played with AI at all, actually. So I didn't, I wasn't even aware. But th- that makes a lot of sense because some of the furniture that you could pick up is not, mm-hmm. you're not able to do it alone. So that does make sense. Like you're not picking up a couch by yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Which, which is kind of neat. Like, so what they do is they have certain pieces of furniture that you do need a one person for, and you have to actually maneuver in a, real a somewhat realistic fashion through certain like you know doors or whatever and and one person has to kind of sway and push or pull the other like that stuff is is really neat and i think this is a really cool game that people should check out especially if they're looking for something overcooked-esque like this this fills that niche pretty well i think but like you said i don't think this fits on on top 10 all right so that's another one out um rod what about you man um i added uh tetris effect i'm gonna go ahead and cut it here because i don't think that this is really on here like on a technicality really because connected released on xbox series x Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's essentially the multiplayer versions it's almost like a different skew compared to the other one uh so you know it's technically a 2020 game but i had i played it for the first time on quest which did come out this year and had such an amazing time it's probably my favorite vr game that i've played up to this point um and some people might say wow well it's just tetris yes it is just tetris that's part of what <laughs> so good like it tetris, yeah. it's one of the best games like i mean you, it's it Tetris is one of those games that's it's nearly it's a flawless concept really and it's so, so it's like how do you like iterate on something that really isn't like flawed really already on its face and they found a way to do that with Tetris effect um I remember certain entries like the original Tetris obviously Tetris DS um and this stick out as like the the top three versions of this game for me because it really does take you on like the, an audio visual tour. Tetsuya Mizuguchi is obviously just really adept at doing things like that. Um, they have several bangers on here that are just completely, uh, I just, I love it. It's accompanied by some just outstanding visuals. Um, and especially when you are in VR and doing it, you are truly like immersed in the world and the blocks are life-sized at that point. And so it really does feel like it is a larger than life situation that you're dealing with. 
with, um, it, it, you know, just in terms of the, the Tetris aspect of it. And I mean, adding the multiplayer on top of it with connected is just, uh, utterly brilliant. It was the only thing I think that was missing from my experience with the quest version of Tetris. And I really, really can't stress enough to anyone. If you have not played Tetris effect, you must must play it in vr if possible but if not the the flat version is is fine too like you'll you'll still be you'll still have the music and and the wonderful visuals to go with it but it really is an emotional journey uh which again is strange to say maybe about tetris but but it it is to like a thing that you have to see in order to believe but um yeah i don't i I don't think it oh go ahead I was gonna say I love that when they um, were promoting the Quest version, they I don't know I don't know the name of like the Tetris like Grand Champion or whatever the guy's name is, but um, he was playing the regular version, and then he was like, "Wait a minute, I heard that you could play this in VR. Can I play it in VR?" And immediately just started playing like ten times better. He got into a groove, and like, what's like the highest score like combo that you could do in in Tetris? There's like a name for it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name. Yeah, but but yeah, but he was he was able to get it in VR, and he was like, yeah, like I like just having like the blocks and everything like in front of you is like completely different. Yeah, it it really is. That that makes a world of difference. Um, you know, I do think the two two D version is fine, but like if you have a VR set, you have to play it in VR. It really does change the game. Um, and, and I and I just haven't had a VR experience quite like tetris effect yet so um i think i would fight for it a little bit harder if it was something that like truly came out this year but since it didn't um i just wanted to give it a shout out especially for the connected version coming out or, or already out actually on game pass so yeah shout out tetris effect and um, tetsuya mizuguchi man he's continuing to just to kill it out here so yeah all right so tetris effect is knocked out um i want to knock out dragon ball z kakarot um and that's more or less off the merit that you know playing through the game it's a it's a beautiful game it um for anyone who like hasn't like watched Dragon Ball or played the games i'd say it's a a decent way of sort of getting like the spark notes version of like everything that goes down because you do play as other characters in the franchise but the game is like it's super easy like at some point you it's eventually it eventually turns into you like just like mashing buttons and just doing really cool things on the screen all of that's really fine but like to stack it up against some of these other games on this list is not really fair like it's so like compared to some of these games on this list like i i can't even like say it in the same sentence with uh kakarot not saying that kakarot was a bad game visually really good um the dlc a little disappointing that um like I was hoping that they would have saved the super stuff for like another game, but they sort of like shoehorned it into this as like quick DLC. Uh, but it's cool to see, like you know, the game looks really good. Uh, but it just uh, I could only really recommend it to like hardcore Dragon Ball fans, or if like you're slightly interested in Dragon Ball, uh, you could jump into it and, and enjoy it. But it just it doesn't have like the depth that I would have wanted for a Dragon Ball RPG, which is what they were sort of toting this to be. It's a fighter, but at the same time, it's also an RPG. Uh, And it just sort of feels like they sort of took like the overworld map from like, remember the Tenkaichi games on Mm -hmm. VS2? It sort of felt like they sort of just made a, uh, like an HD version of that at times. So um, 
just it's just not enough to sort of like put on a top 10 hmm. fair enough that sounds fair yeah yeah so let's see so we already have a couple down um mm-hmm. i think just sort of looking at this list there's a couple that we could sort of just scratch off and sort of like a uh do so uh, quick yes, quick fashion uh so for one the avengers game oh yeah okay, sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I only uh, put it on there because it was funny because it came out and it didn't meet sales expectations for for Square Enix or Disney, so they thought that they could make a game based off Avengers alone. Didn't work. How do you fail with that though? Like they tried to shoehorn it. Anything Marvel like prints money. How how did you fail? If they just based it off the fact that there should have been whatever that campaign experience was, they probably would have did fine. I'm sure the game sold well enough. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't bank on that. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to force it into the, the Destiny games of the service model. So yeah. it was and then there was nothing to fight. There is it is important to note that this was this was Square Enix that we're talking about, who also placed like a way two unrealistic expectations on their products like they think that a few million sold of any of like a tomb raider game is disappointing uh when it is it, it isn't when you measure that against virtually any other metric with any other series like that's it's fine like i think tomb raider what the shadow or rise one of those two rise of the tomb raider yeah it was it was definitely one of those i think it was that one where it sold like three two three million something like that and they were like yeah this is really disappointing like over the course of a year um so it's like they and that's for them for like all their games that they publish so for for them to come out and say like yeah this is super disappointing like i believe it like i believe that on their metric it is i don't know if it's disappointing just like by virtue of any other any other person out there um other than them and i do want to say if we're just going to go ahead and talk about it like the campaign experience of this game is decent like I had fun with that. Anything else after that was bad. <laughs> like and it, it like it's so so much so that it over it almost overrode like the goodwill I had for for the campaign. Like it primed me up. I was like, oh yeah, I'm ready to to have adventures with my friends. And like James, mm-hmm. and I played like a little bit of the multiplayer stuff, and like it's it's somewhat entertaining to like roam around with a friend like we did and like you know uh destroy baddies is like hulk and captain america or something like that there's, right there's, it was a good time yeah like there, there's a visceral enjoyment to that but it, that's like it's almost like the idea or concept of it is really what i was kind of extracting from that experience rather than me saying oh this is really like a good time i am having fun right now like in this moment it was more like damn okay well here's another big double door that i can't break because i'm playing captain america right now like it's just it's it's ridiculous um the loot was no good and no fun really to collect like i didn't have right I got loot because I felt like I needed it to get to make the numbers go higher, not necessarily because it's like, oh, I want to like mix and match and like mac, uh, min max my character to like, you know, utilize these abilities the, the most that they can do. It's just all of that stuff outside of the campaign they completely botched, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, they, they had like, there. and they swamped the combat system, which I think was the best part of the game. Yeah, because it takes so long for it to actually start going that you don't get to do any of that stuff in the campaign. Exactly. 
Yeah. And so then you have to like grind through the boring, repetitive multiplayer stuff in order to get to a like a playable version of your character. Yeah. Like Hulk doesn't feel like the Hulk until he's like 40. You yeah. know, that's that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and and even when you're getting up there, it's like even with Hulk, Hulk is a great example, actually, of like how they've sort of managed these characters is that there's some sort of like. I don't know. A lot of these loot games have, um, or these RPG ish games have these mechanics where you have to like manage meters and you have to do that like as Hulk and as Hulk, like a lot of people, I'm not saying like Hulk playing Hulk should be mindless, but I do think that a lot of people want to not have to be mindless. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they want, they don't want to have to manage like five meters to like get the value out of Hulk that they really want to get. Like you want to play Hulk cause you want to smash shit. Um, and I feel like you can't really do that efficiently without having to manage like 50 different bars. Um, and that's fine with maybe certain characters, but like not mm-hmm. with others. So, um, maybe more technical based style character. Exactly. Like a Captain like a America or yes, black widow. Some of those characters. Um, exactly. So, it, it it's it sucks because like the actress who played Kamala Khan uh, in that game did a phenomenal job, and it sucks that like her performance and that character arc specifically, who I genuinely enjoyed a lot, like is kind of buried under this mountain of shit that like the game has kind of that has now. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so the Pokemon DLCs. Yeah, we can <laughs> cut it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to put it. I just wanted to put it on there because they came out with two DLCs this year, and um, the first one was pretty short, but um, it was still kind of fun. It was fun to see your Pokemon follow you around and stuff like that. But the second DLC, oh my gosh, that's where the story is, and it's so funny. I was cracking up all the time, and um, I think it was the second one is a lot better than the first one, but unfortunately you have to buy the first one but i really enjoy those dlcs so for someone that i guess has the base sword and shield would you recommend them getting like the little season pass so that they can play it oh yeah is it worth playing through yeah okay is that something that you're trying to fight for later or are you cutting this no, i'm cutting it okay all right. Um, Not a loaded question, by the way. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was actually right. about to say, hey, can we cut Pokemon DLCs? Because I want to give it shout out because people were saying, oh, man, they're being so greedy. I was like, they usually release like a whole nother whole game, game again mm-hmm, with yeah. DLC, like Ultra Sun and Moon and whatever the other ones were. Like, at least this one's just like a added on like two different little islands. Right, right. That's yeah, true. I think I think we were talking about it in our um, group chat, but like I think you, I think the, the conversation of Sun and Moon came up, and I was like, yeah, I, I remember Sun and like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon being better, but I can't tell you what the differences are. Like I literally remember it being like the same game. It's just like quality of life changes that they fix. So good on Pokemon for a step forward, <laughs> and uh, welcome to the digital age of DLCs. But um, <laughs> let's see, let's see where where else they they go with it uh astro's playroom i feel like no is a really (laughs) what 
Okay, I think it's early. I think it's okay. I'm not saying it can't be cut. I just think it's early to have this discussion. I, I'd cut some other stuff before we talk about Astros. Yeah, you leave Astro alone. All right, so watch dogs. Uh, okay, that's mm-hmm. all right. And, and, and listen, uh, viewers, people that are listening. I'm the one. I'm I'm shooting from the hip. I'm I'm firing at like <laughs> right now. I'm being nice. There's some that I want to save. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Oh man, all three of you are gonna gun for my favorite game, my game of the year, 2020. Oh, not not yet. Yet. No, we will chronicle <laughs> that one at a later got, time. Yeah, I'm I'm holding on to that bullet. <laughs> all right, Aaron, Black. <laughs> okay. Do we want to talk about Watch Dogs then? Because I I didn't play it. I think James, okay. you played it, right? Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, we can definitely we can cut Watch Dogs. It wasn't a bad game. I wanted to give it a shout out because just that concept of recruiting any NPC was a really cool idea. And I would like to say that they nailed it, but in the future, they probably just need to, well, I mean, make it a little bit more diverse. Because sometimes I felt like I was trying to like the same abilities with a different skin, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, I guess that that would happen with a city of people. Not everybody's going to be wholly unique. But I think from like uh, from keeping an interest and in even having a crew, a little more variety would be cool going forward. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm gonna cut something real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut Star Wars uh, Squadrons. So uh, I played this and really, really liked it. Um, I think this game is. I think I would have a more of a fight for it if I played more of it. Um, but the time that I did spend with it has been really, really great. So please like, don't take me cutting. This as like, Oh, it's not good enough to hang. Like I don't, I think it would be if I just spent more time with it. Um, but this is a game that I've always kind of wanted to have like since the GameCube rogue squadron game. And I think that was what it was called. Right. Rogue squadron. Rogue squadron. Yeah. And um, yeah, you really do feel like you are like in this cockpit, like you're you're piloting this X-wing or this Tie Fighter. Um, it's first person the entire time, like it's very immersive in that sense. I didn't even play it in VR, which I really want to do. Um, but that, and I think that says a lot for what what um, what they've created here. And EA has been having a rough, <laughs> they've been having a rough Star Wars go lately. Like outside of Fallen Order, like before that, it was been. It's been not great. So I think with with the one-two punch of Fallen Order and Squadrons, they seem to be kind of uh, maybe rebounding a bit. Um, and Squadrons was like, no muss, no fuss. Like 40 bucks and you get like a pretty short campaign and like a and multiplayer features, a couple of multiplayer modes, uh, one of them being like straight up dogfight and the other being like more of an objective based, like you have two squads on e- either side and you have to like, basically take down the other starship or death ship. I don't know. I, I don't know star Wars shit, but like, that's something like that. And, um, and so it, it's really neat though. It's like, think of it like battlefields, um, like that story ish mode where you kind of like move from battlefield to battlefield in a way, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's, it's like that kind of, but it's just, it's presented in such a cool way here that I really, really appreciate it. Um, and like I said, it's just, 
the immersion is is off the charts as well as like the different ships that you can pilot as well like you have different classes and you can customize them to your uh to your whim maybe you want like lasers that fire fast but have to like recharge more quickly like on a cooldown um or maybe you want to build a more tanky ship that is really slow maybe you don't have maneuverability in fights but you know you could take a lot of damage things like that you get to actually think through from fight to fight um that i I just i think this game is super super cool and more people should should check it out absolutely but i will end up cutting it just because i didn't play it a bunch so um and that's due to time not because it's not good but yeah shout out shout out to someone that we had on the show gabby um i bumped into him i bumped into him a couple times um over the past like couple months and this is like the one game that he said that like you know he he's also into vr you know the episode that he was on we talked about vr for a little bit and he said this is the one game that like because of the sense of speed the sense of flight and like just like weightlessness of being in that cockpit that like he he never gets motion sickness but he got it with this game yeah yeah oh wow i could see that and and that's how i am like i i like whenever i jump into a vr game i turn off all the all of like the um this like the settings that help with motion sickness i'm like no i I want the full experience give it to me and uh i played a when i say a very little bit like i um you know it it is on sale right now on the epic store and you could get a like a ten dollar off coupon so i ended up getting the game for like like 13 bucks and was uh, I was able to load into like the like the I guess the training mission for the yeah. game, mm-hmm. and when I say that, yo, Gabby, if you're listening to this, my man, you're right. Like this thing is this sick. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, this like, is the one really I love Chris. Feel, Finally, you really, you really feel like you're you're in a spaceship. So yeah. you know, hmm. it's just it's just something about VR, y'all. Listen, if you haven't had a chance to try out VR, it yeah. is amazing. But yeah, like I feel like I if I had more time to actually play through the game, I would have been there with you fighting for it. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool game. Yep. Um, anybody else? Any anybody want to take a shot at a bigger game? Uh define bigger. <laughs> so let me see. I, I I'll you know what? I'll do it. I'll I'll be the bad guy. Fuck it. Which yeah. um, you got? Yes. So honestly, like, <laughs> I want to cut Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I told you I was. I I I told you I was gonna be the bad guy here. Like, oh my god, I, I, I think it's a little, we have the. I don't know if we should have the fight right now because I do think that there are other games here. But like, look, yes, I, easily. I think. <laughs> I would not mind not seeing this on the top ten. I take other I games. Can't, I don't Why? see ten better games than this. Okay, right, looking at this. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh wait, 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 oh wait, are we are we gonna have this fight now? Because no, I want to at least no. this fight. Uh, no, it's on no. the chopping block. It's on the chopping it's block. On the, it's on the chopping block. It's absolutely no, it's okay. not. <laughs> not at all. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Top yeah, ten easily. Let, all right. So I don't know about easily. There, there it's probably bottom five. five. It's like bottom so five, if at all. If there, there's some other we'll get back to this. We'll get back games. to this. We'll get back to this. Yo, Paper Mario, get out of here. Well, you got to talk about it first. What, what do you guys have to yeah, what you mean? About, talk about what? That it was... I feel like they didn't do... They So Paper Mario games, ever since after... Was it Super Paper Mario? Literally, they're like, hey, let's try out this new mechanic. 
and like fuck everything that you liked about the previous game not here i get the yeah. charm like the writing the charm i'll give that to, i'll give it to nintendo's localization team they do a great job with localizing the games like they, they have some jokes it's like all right haha that's that's clever but okay. when i when i say that this was like one of the most average like i i really couldn't get into it it like i, I just this wouldn't this is nowhere near top 10 for me this is not even an honorable hmm. mention for me. Wow. It wasn't that bad. It, it was, wasn't an a RPG. Bad, it's, not a bad, it's not a bad game. Yeah. It's just it's I it just didn't do it for me. Hmm. Here, and that's more and that's more and I don't say and that's more or less because uh I don't know if I've like aged out of I can't even say it. that's not even fair. Like I'll play a Mario game, but it's Paper true, Mario. Dude. Yeah, but Paper Mario, I don't know. Like it's uh I, I see it's game. probably because you expect RPG Paper Mario and they're not giving us that anymore. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And if that's what you're going here for, then yeah, I understand. That makes a lot of sense. But, but like, even if they but even if they changed it up, I would have appreciated it if at least if it was fun. Mm. Yeah, the ring battles it got it kind of repetitive after a while. Well, James, do you want to keep this on the list? Are you fighting for it or or what? No, I'm just giving it its credit where it's due. This can go. Okay, fair enough. It was a, it was a cool. It was a better concept. I think I liked it better than like Sticker Star or the Paint one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, it's still no not original trilogy at all. Okay. Um, I'll be willing to wait. get rid of Fall Guys. That's I was waiting for that. That that was going to be my next one. Actually, was was Fall Guys. I think we should get rid of that one. Um, cool game, cool concept, but like I have not played it or had any desire to go back since we when we all played, played it that like that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I mean, I, I all right. I, I I do think. I mean, you know, to give it like another minute or so, like I I do think that there's something here, and I mean, not in a disparaging way, just because like I didn't want to just cut it without any do. Like I think that there is something there to be said, and I think pandemic also helped this game i think there were a couple games here that were helped by covid you know in, in a way in a really fucked up way that like COVID it kind of PS- i told uh, you it wasn't all bad it was oh no um <laughs> um so yeah like i mean just getting everybody together like this was the cultural thing i guess other than among us like that really got people together got people talking uh about video games again uh it was like this among us and and animal crossing um as being like the the big cultural uh touchstones really uh so i i think my issue with it is really a few things Uh, number one i don't think that the team stuff is any good like it was Uh never it was never good to me. Um, and when, what I mean by that is like, it never felt like I was contributing actively to my team's success or failure. Like it just mm-hmm. seemed like I was alone the whole time. It was like luck of the draw. If I just had a shitty team, you just have a shitty team and there's almost nothing I can do about it. Um, so, uh, and also the updates, I didn't think were frequent enough. And I don't want to put that like, you know, as a big negative because I understand it's a very small team that can only do so much, but you know, the, the map rotation just didn't seem um, like I was getting different things all the time, okay, mm-hmm. as much as I wanted. So that's really kind of where my problems with the game were. But I do think it's like it's a neat concept. 
So good, good for them so for having a successful cute, game. Like family friendly wipeout game. It's yeah, very cute. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Fall Guys. Fall Guys is cool. I don't mm-hmm. think it's top ten though on this list. And you know what? I think I, th- I feel the same way about Among Us. Mm. I'm fine with cutting Among Us. I'm fine with it. I think yeah. I think that this at least needs to be. I say if it's not top ten, it's or there. number ten. Yeah, I'm. I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine with like Among Us being at least ten and nowhere okay. higher. So maybe we should have that fight oh, later. I, we'll, we'll, okay. Okay. You can you can hang around a little longer. <laughs> yeah, oh, we can, cut can hang Among Us a little while longer. Yeah, let's cut Valorant. I yeah. feel like I Valorant actually played Valorant. Yeah, I, I downloaded the beta, but I never got to play it because I was afraid my uh, laptop would be a little bit too hot for my liking. Mm. I played I it. I just suck at it. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, so, and, like, I can still appreciate, like, the game. Um, but, yeah, like, this is this is literally like this Counter-Strike. Like, if you're into your competitive shooters, like, this is where it's at. Like, this is, um, you know, mix that in with, like, having different abilities and that's essentially what this game is. Uh, so mm-hmm. if any of that sounds cool, sounds fun, uh, go for it. But, you know, right now, you know, it's only on PC. Um, I I don't even think this will do well on console. No, like, I don't I think, think it's people, coming to console at all. It's going to stay on all. PC just like uh, CSGO is. Yeah. I Yeah, because I, I don't even think CS, CSGO isn't on consoles either, right? No, they have a, they have a CS variant, but it's not CSGO. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I don't really say yeah, I can't I can't really vouch for Valorant. Yeah. I, I can't fight for it because I haven't played it. I want to play it. Like it looks awesome, uh, but I have not gotten my hands on it yet. So I have nothing to say. So I guess this is getting cut, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What about Genshin Impact? Okay. We can cut that. Okay. Um, I, I do wanted to say- play it whenever I first saw it, but then whenever I saw it, it was more more or less like a gotcha game. I was like, that really strayed me away from playing it or wanting to play with it. And that's what stopped me from playing it because the like gotcha games will do a great job of um, like pulling you into like the world, pulling you into the game. But once, like they, after they give you like those free, you know, characters, um, that's that's pretty much it. It's like, hey, like here's your open world, um, which in itself, like this game, it runs. It's, it's on mobile. It's on PC. I think PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I it. Think that, I think that's it. But for them to be able to like put this game on the phone and it still function like well. Like I, I I gotta give their props there. Um the the visuals of the game is pretty cool. Like it's essentially your breath of the wild, but it has more stuff. Yeah, more stuff in it and uh just more more variance with like the like the gameplay styles between the different characters. Um so this is this is definitely one of those games where like I if someone was looking for something to like get like jump into and like not really care too much about it like this is this is easily one of those games that you can sort of just jump in run around like the open world fight some things loot and just like it's it's really your open world it's your it's your breath of the wild clone honestly um but it's just that 
you sort of have to pump. Well, I don't even feel like you have to pump mon- uh, money into it, but it's either you have to pump money into it or play a shit ton of the game. And that's that's where it sort of fell short for me, and that's where I stopped playing. That's that's why I stopped playing most gotcha games. Yeah, yeah, same. <clears throat> um, what about? Tell us about bug snacks. What's going on with bug snacks? We talk about bug snacks, dude. <laughs> yeah. It is a it is a mystery game. That's what it is. Because I do want to talk about bug snacks. <laughs> I haven't played it personally because I don't have a PS5, but I've seen it uh, streamed, and it's it goes for a wild like ending that was pretty cool, and it kind of sets up for kind of like a a sequel or maybe like a like a new adventure somewhere or something, but like uh, you're basically just using your traps and stuff and. Uh, capturing all these bug snacks and uh, figure out what happened to Lizabeth. What's the captain's name? Is it Elizabeth? It's not- Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, eggs, something or other. But and then you find out what happened to them, and then there's a very creepy line at the very end. You're like, "What is going on?" So it's kind of like a horror too, because like whenever you eat these bug snacks. You can change your body parts and teeth and eyes and hair and stuff. That's so funny. But does that help you at all in the game? Or is it just like a cosmetic thing? Um, it's just a cosmetic thing. It's a little thing. bit of both because once you get further into the story from what I saw, you could actually... One of the... Uh, the characters are called... Like their species are called grumps, I think. And mm-hmm. you could... And one of the grumps, they figured out you, you can switch back to your old hands, arms, or whatever. So there's something else sinister happening with bug snacks. And that, and that's that's typically what you'll hear about this game is that it's and even when you're playing it, like it's your you know your capture game, like you're you're out in a, this open environment, like capturing like these you know these like food creatures. Mm-hmm. And it is it's something like weirdly calm, calming, and like just like relaxing, sort of doing that. But then at the same time, you know, you like like uh, a subject said that there is a mis- there's a mystery on the island. So while you're collecting, you know, these these bugs, you're also like trying to figure out what happened to this captain. So and you talk I, it's, to, it's like- to townspeople, and you get to know their personalities and stuff, and. Uh, why they split up at the beginning, and then uh, your job is to help the mayor bring him back. To the game's uh, deeper than what it lets on to be. I yes. think that's what's cool about it. Yeah, I could see it staying as like a number nine or ten or an honorable mention, but I don't know if we want to cut it just yet, just because. Well, who else has played it? Like, who else has actually played it? I played it. Oh, you did play. It. I didn't finish it, but I played it. Okay. Well, I mean, what do you what do you guys think then? Um, I I have the itch to go back and finish. Um, I think that it was an int- It's a cool concept. I think that, like Chris was saying, it is your your capture game, and if you're in the mood for that sort of thing, sure. And maybe it was just like the timing of it all, which is what, what everything else that's been dropping this year, but. 
it didn't pull me back in. Okay. Mm. Fair. I mean, it doesn't have to be cut right now. Uh, if you don't mm-hmm. want it, it could stay. If you, we could just keep it for now. Uh, see where it lands. Uh, okay. Uh, what about Manifold Garden? Um, I'd be okay if we cut it. Um, it, it initially released on mobile last year, and then it got uh, released to at least PS4 on... And I think the... Ep- no. Yeah, to PS4 uh, this year. But it's a very cool... Yeah, it's it's on everything. Yeah. It's a very cool puzzle game. And it really messes with like space and time and your orientation. And it's very color-coded, so... I don't think there's a colorblind mode, so if you're colorblind, uh, I don't know how to help you with this game. But it is very cool, and you're going through each layer trying to... um, There's like a main hub area, and I think you're... You're trying to make all the beams go to one, and then I did get spoiled on the ending by watching a streamer play it. And holy shit, it is so bright and colorful like i would fear for people if you had a seizure issue but it was but it's a really cool ending and it really makes you think it really plays with it plays with your uh like your awareness and trying to think of trying to solve the puzzles by using walls and um if you're on a certain color wall then a certain color block will not work and like you can't pick it up so you really have to like think uh differently when playing this game it's really cool but i can see it going because i think i'm the only one that played it i remember seeing this trailer and wanting to play it. i totally forgot it even came out it is very fun i think i'm like halfway through but i think i stopped playing because i think i picked up a different game i think that's why that's fair story I got a question, guys. Yep. There's this there's two battle royales on this list. Mm-hmm. How do we mm-hmm. how do we how do we how do we feel about battle royales? Is it still do is um, it still fun enough to put on the top ten? Uh, I do you want to talk about population one first? Do you think population one would have a chance, like genuinely? Or no? So so I feel like population one is if you have an Oculus Quest, if you like battle royales, it's a it's a must-have. Uh, easily because um you're essentially in a battle royale like that the whole experience of like uh dropping in the whole experience of like you know looting and like just like everything's there but like literally in like first person as if like you're there so uh it's always like just i think vr to me gives it a leg up over warzone because you know anybody could pick up you know, a controller, anybody can sort of like, you know, mess around and like do, do decent on uh, like Call of Duty Warzone or just, you know, Battle Royale in general. But when you literally have to reload the your gun in the middle of a firefight, like go through the motions of like putting in the clip and then like, you know, uh, pulling the chamber and like doing all that in a, in a firefight, like it's it's something else. Like the, 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 the thrill of uh, just the gameplay but Chris, I don't want to buy an Oculus because I don't want to have to deal with Facebook. So I can't play this game. 
Is it on any other VR systems? I, mm, I, I don't. Damn, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't I don't think think yeah, I think I think it might be exclusive. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so um, that's why I, I would put Call of Duty over that, just because anyone can play Call of Duty Warzone. My sister plays that game on her Xbox. But, but that was like the complete opposite of Chris's point. I know, but still, like. <laughs> so, so here's a question with Warzone: is is that the only game she plays? Because I'm damn sure, well, like I'm pretty sure that install is like 200 gigs. Yeah. Ooh, uh, so is. far, that's the only one that she plays. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess this is a good time to talk about Warzone. Um, I of course I put Warzone on here. I don't know how much support this will get, and I don't know how far I'll actually get it on this list, if at all. But um, I will say that that I, this is the game I've probably spent the most time playing this year. Um, you know, I probably put a hundred or one hundred fifty hours into Warzone, um, something like that. And this was basically like my. I would say my version of like destiny, I guess this year. Um, whereas destiny is like the social game. It's like the game where you don't really play it exactly for the game exclusively. You play it to like hang out with your friends. Um, obviously due to COVID we were stuck inside a lot. So this came out in March, like at the height of like the shutdowns. Um, and so it was the perfect kind of way to connect with my friends who I have not seen since, um, (laughs) I haven't seen anyone since, since all this started. So, um, this was like a good way to connect with a lot of them. Uh, through through that method. And I was able to actually do that. Um, now, the game itself, that's kind of like the sentimental part of it for me. Um, but I, do, I don't want that to overshadow uh, what I think is maybe the best Battle Royale uh, since perhaps Apex. Um, and... And I say that because Warzone is, and I'm not like a Call of Duty like hardcore dude. Like I'm, I'm not like I like the the Modern Warfare series. I do think that's a, a good series, uh, but I'm not like a hardcore fan. Warzone has like definitely um, made me more interested in that experience for sure. And, and it's coming off of the the Modern Warfare template, which has revitalized the Call of Duty franchise. Like. Call of Duty was falling off for quite a while with fans, um, not necessarily with sales. It was still selling really well, but but even the you know Activision Blizzard was like, okay, we got to do something here. We got to freshen this up, um, and they managed to do that with Modern Warfare last year. And I think they did the same thing with Warzone. Um, they popularized the Gulag, um, the Gulag idea, which is every time you die, you actually go to a one-on-one uh, pit where you fight against another player who has died and then you, you know, you, whoever gets killed is the one who is actually out of the game. And that was something I don't believe was in any other battle royale up to that point. Um, they did take the ping system from apex, but you know, to be fair, every single first person shooter should have a ping system of some kind from now on. Um, mm-hmm. And so that they, but they have definitely perfected that system um, to, you know, indicate, you know, open doors, broken glass, other enemies, um, like very, it, it just enhances your environmental awareness. I think this is just an exceptionally well done um, battle royale, especially in, in regard to the weapons themselves. They are actually all, and this is the Gulag too. If you're watching the video version, this is actually an example of what the Gulag looks like. Uh, but the weapons themselves are immaculate. Uh, they are, I would definitely say, um, they feel great. Like they they look spectacular and sound phenomenal. I think this game is is really only. I think this rivals actually the Battlefield series in terms of um, the the gun foley, like the the sound effects for for the guns, uh, which oh, wow. 
yeah which i think battlefield for the longest time has like been the king of that mm-hmm. um so call of duty warzone specifically has has really upped the ante when it comes to that um and they have what the other thing too that i've really liked that they've done is they've updated it continually like every single week it's they're rotating a different play types just like they do on the modern warfare variant they're actually doing that for the battle royale style so you'll have like different modes maybe you'll have a um a warzone death match so you're on the the battle royale map but maybe it's like a, a huge 50 on 50 death match instead of just like your you know duos or trios or whatever um and i say that more often than not outside of like the occasional cheaters you'll you'll get using like wall hacks or whatever I think this game is actually extraordinarily well balanced. Some people might, you know, <laughs> might disagree with me on that, but I find it to be pretty well balanced. I'm someone who has maybe almost 20 wins, and again, I'm not like a hardcore Call of Duty dude, so that stat for me is like pretty good um, and fairly consistent. Uh, yeah, I, I think this game is is honestly pretty awesome. I think it's pretty great. I hesitate to cut it quite yet, but if it doesn't make it, you know, I could, I could see. I'll- I'll I'll all right. So I'll give you this. You could we'll cut population one because uh, I feel like the only reason I I fight for that so hard is because I play games in VR, mm-hmm. and, and to me that like that that level of immersion will like trump any like you know two D experience to me. Sure, um, yeah. But you know I I don't want to lessen like the detail and everything that they did for Warzone. Where, where's like when when Warzone came out. Yo, it, and even now, like it still slaps. Like, yeah, it's still good. I, like, like, I've, I've played it today. It's definitely, it's yeah, it's definitely one of those games where, like, if someone's like, "Hey, yo, Chris, you got Warzone downloaded and updated," I'm like, hmm, <laughs> "Let's see. Go ahead and, and and check." Oh yeah, sure enough, uh, the 20 gig, 40 gig up, uh, update file finished downloading. Um, let's go ahead and play it. Like, I'll I'll have no hesitation. Uh, like if someone wanted to play that, so let, let's yeah. cut. Uh, let's cut. Um, Population one. For sure. Um, okay. Sure. We'll, um, we'll we'll keep Warzone for now, uh, but if we need to cut it later, we'll we'll come to that discussion. Okay. Um. Wait, real quick, because there was a game I was looking at. Um. What was it? Was it Immortals, Immortals. or yeah. Warriors? Or both? Yeah. So what? what yeah, both. Oh, let's start with this. What? Such a She's ruthless. <laughs> okay. Fine. Let's Look, go. I would love to get to Immortal Phoenix Rising, which I wish it was still called Gods and Monsters like it was supposed to be, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just still haven't haven't gotten to the game yet. But I would like to play it. I think you would like it too, because I think it's better than Valhalla. Oh, I don't know about that. You haven't gotten far I mean, enough. Hmm? You haven't gotten far enough in the Valhalla to say that. I don't think I need to get much further. I've gotten to the gameplay loop, and I think Immortals has a better one. Hmm. Mm. So, James, what, why, why do you why do you feel that Immortals is uh, is better than Valhalla? Immortals Phoenix Rising feels like Assassin's Creed minus the bloat. It feels like a streamlined Assassin's Creed. Um, you you still that's a great thing. It doesn't ask you to spend hundreds of hours in this world. It allows you to get all of the same types of fun experiences of climbing to the top, seeing the pretty landscapes, riding across the countryside on your horse. But it's like 
it's like Assassin's Creed and Breath of the Wild had a baby, but it was like a really great blend of baby. You know, like it, it just it works. It doesn't feel like it's fighting against you. It feels like it wants you to explore and it rewards you for doing so. And it incentivizes you doing so through the gameplay. Um, so like, yes, you can call your horse from anywhere in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but in Immortals, it just pops underneath you and you're gone. If you want to jump off and check out the cliff over there, you jump off, you can glide and you can just cruise on over to the next location. Um, the combat is fun. The combat is fluid. Um, there's not a ton of upgrades. You're not having to worry about managing all this, um, armor all the time. You have a few different sets, a couple of different skins you can unlock by exploring the world, but you have your, your core gameplay and it's just really fun. You have your light attacks, you have your heavy attacks, you have your launchers, you have your dodges, you have your slow time. It's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but just more fun. And the story was pretty like interesting. I played a little bit. I played, y'all don't make fun of me. I played the Stadia demo that uh, <laughs> without a couple weeks before a game came out, and, and I liked it. Right? Like, yeah. Like, and and you and know know what's the important part that you said? You said that this is Assassin's Creed without the bloat, and I feel like that's my biggest thing right now against Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. is that they like the. The game is huge. Like it's it's you pretty... about Valhalla or like just Assassin's Creed in general. At this point in general, yeah, yeah Valhalla. In general. Yeah, Valhalla. Like I've 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 played a little bit of that too, but it's I don't know. I feel like if I had to choose which game I would go back to and actually go and complete, it would be Immortals, hands down. Okay. Yep. Well, so, to fight for Valhalla, I would say that it is one of my favorite main characters because Eivor doesn't feel like I've said the past few weeks, he doesn't feel like some dumbass trying to, uh, just like some cocky, uh, asshole kind of like, uh, how some other main characters were. But at the point where I am right now, I'm starting to see that tension between the two brothers and, how like for the prophecy from the beginning it says you'll have to kill your brother i can see why i have to because he's starting to get a little power crazy and uh basim one of the hidden ones that you first meet uh he's not really helping with the situation he's kind of like um kind of saying like yeah you could you could read this ancient text that no one knows what it is and stuff like that. And so, but right now I can see this being probably the best assassins out of, or the modern day ones, but I would still put origins above Valhalla just a little bit, just because the map size is smaller, but I do like um, Valhalla though. It's very good. I think that they sprinkle a bunch of, uh, stuff that nods to the whole England, Scotland, or that entire UK area, and uh, I think they do that stuff really well. And with all the characters that you meet, they're all well done. Except I would knock it just because of the bugs. Like there's a see, uh, there's a new like free add-on for this um 
Christmas break called the Yule season, and it is buggy as shit. Like any, like whenever you start a mission, it'll take um, the next checkpoint that'll take you, or to like finish it or whatever. It'll take you somewhere else, like across the world, and like thousands of meters below the map. Like it's still buggy, so I don't know when they're gonna fix that because they have. Uh, I guess, like, 16 days to fix it, but, like, it seems yeah, like they're going to mine... put a lot of effort into, like, doing new events and stuff like that, and I do love the Vikings aesthetic because it doesn't make them out to be, like, as villains as some people were fearing, especially well, in the UK. I mean, like, they weren't good. <laughs> I know, but, like, like, but like, like they, they, they... No. no, 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 listen. <laughs> Like in this game, the way that they portray them is like they're uh, whenever you raid monasteries, you're only taking their shit and leaving. Like it still punishes like an Assassin's Creed game if you kill any civilians, you'll you'll desynchronize or whatever. But like it's just like the tensions between Vikings and Britons and Saxons and stuff like that, like all the political mess. But I think it does it pretty well. So are you saying don't cut this game? Not yet. Okay. Well, if it's saying Immortals is staying. Okay, that's fine. Oh, no. I found the game that I was... But what about Oh, Oh, real quick. Let me me cut Half-Life Alex. Only because I haven't had the time to really, like, dig my teeth into it. Because I I need a, a stronger computer to play it. But the little bit that I have played, like it's you know, you once again, like VR, y'all, the immersion is crazy, and like the 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 amount of detail that um, Valve put into this game of like um, I saw a I bit know, of like, like just, the liquid, like the liquid in the bottle, and you could actually like pour it out. Like yeah. I've heard that this game is like really good. It's just mm-hmm. it sucks that none of us have the computer power to play it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, that's that's the thing, I don't yeah. have a VR headset anyway, so. Yeah, that's that's definitely like the thing that holds me back for like a, a good bit of like the really really good VR games that are out. Um, like for example, Medal of Honor. Um, the, I've heard great things about that game. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's really good. It's just that you have to have like a monster rig to like be able to play it. So that's like the one unfortunate side of VR that I'm not really liking between that and like you know the the bullshit with Facebook. But um, yeah, I feel like if you, you have out, right. If an you, index, huh? You, you can always get an index, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can definitely get an uh, index. And just play it that way. And from people that I've talked to that have an index and they've played the game, like that's that's like just because of like the controllers for the index, you want to play it that way. Like that's the ideal way of playing. So, fortunately, right now, uh, I mean, just based on my time with the game, I I, I can't really fight for it. So I want to go ahead and cut that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, I, I, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, no, you go ahead. Um, I there was actually two things um, here. I kind of wanted to start with Wasteland Three. I wanted to hear more about Wasteland Three, actually, because I put it on here as a highlight. Because I know James got his hands on it, and you mm-hmm. wanted to talk about it. And I, I want to hear more about it, whether or not you want to fight for it, but just kind of like here in general, like more about that game. I think Wasteland 3 is 
a game of appreciation for a style that's not so popular anymore. Um, if you are a fan of the Fallout franchise, uh, mainly coming from things like three or New Vegas or four or I guess seventy six, um, this is where that game started. This is this is the style of game that Fallout was originally. And I think that it does a lot of cool things with the world and the characters. Um, this game does not take place across um, a huge location at all. I think it's a, a few cities in Colorado or just Colorado itself. But um, there are plenty of different factions to explore between the Raiders and what operates as like the, the Rangers or the police force of the area. And it really gives you the ability to pick this type of character that you want to play. Yeah. So you can do things like sniper. You can do things like the soldier. You can do things like the mechanic, uh, the grenadier. And so it really gives you this freedom to just mix and match your, your skills. And that's really fun. Um, I wish I got to spend more time with it. That's something I do want to go back to and play, but it also operates in this, uh, this turn-based tactical style. Yeah. So you you get the uh, the grid system, and you get your movement range and your ability points, a la an XCOM game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something like a, maybe like a Final Fantasy Tactics, if that seems like something that you would recognize a bit more. Um, but the RPG elements they're really strong, and I think that's what helps elevate this game mm-hmm. because that's what a lot of fans of Fallout come to the series for. Mm-hmm. The, the role playing experience, and I think that Wasteland delivers that. And you can play it but, in co-op. Hmm? And you can play it in co-op. I believe you can. Again, I haven't, but I do believe that's is something that you can do. So cool. And yeah, well, all of those points being said, I don't know if it's top ten. Okay, I would definitely like to give it honorable mention. Um, again, I have not finished the game, so it is hard to really to be fair about that sort of thing, but just given the, the experience that I've had with those games. Um, yeah, it's up there. Top 15, most definitely. And I, I also want to, um, say that like, once again, like once we get to the top 10 and once we get to our, our game of the year, this is more or less like a collective that as a, as a group that we all can agree is like game of the year. It doesn't mean uh, that, you know, it's the best game on this list, but it's something as a collective that we all thoroughly enjoyed that we all could like easily recommend to anybody. So, you know, I think Wasteland three sounds like a great game that if I had the time to play, I would mm-hmm. easily jump into, but yeah, I think um, those games you have to be in the mood for exactly. So and for some people, I'm pretty sure if you're that type of gamer where you ha- like you have like that's your thing and you can make time to like fully dive into uh, like a game like this, like hands down, like I've heard you know some pretty good things about this game. So yeah, I mean, it's a really good game for tactics games for, for like this type of style of game between this and XCOM, Gears Tactics, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that one. It's just you know once again like you 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 sort of have to have like the love for those type of games which i feel like gears actually did a good job of like not being just an XCOM clone i think that gears tactics sort of pushes itself away from that where it could be its own like yeah sub genre mm-hmm. of it so yeah you know that's another honorable mention like it's you know it wasn't originally on the list but i was talking about wasteland sort of like jogged my memory and i was like oh yeah 
I did play that this year, and oh yeah, I did have fun playing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so mad I didn't play Gears Tactics or Wasteland Three before this because I feel like those games are kind of up my, my alley, uh, especially in terms of gameplay style. Uh, so definitely are two I'm going to get to um, for sure, like next year. Awesome. Um, Fraud, what about? Tell me yes. why. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you want to talk about tell me why? Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about tell me why. So, so this is um, th- this is a game that. I played like very late in in the year um, and I, I just heard, you know, good things about it. It's a don't nod joint. So, you know, you kind of understand what you're getting with this. Um, but a couple of things kind of prompted me to, to play it here. Uh, number one, it's don't nod. So got to always play whatever they're coming out with. I'm a huge Life is Strange fan, as you guys know. Um, Life is Strange 1 is my shit. I like, I enjoyed Life is Strange two for the most part but as you notice i did not actually put put it on here i think i put it on there for last year because it came out with the first episode last year but ultimately the whole series wasn't out yet i needed to watch it play out and i did um and it's not on here so um this i think is i think more successful in a lot of ways uh than than life is strange 2 was in terms of visual style, this might be one of the cleanest looking games I've played this year. Not necessarily the best looking, but just the image quality is is spectacular. So this is a game that takes place in Alaska and everything is like white and pristine and like, I don't know, it just looks, everything looks, there's no grain really, like there's no film grain or anything going on. Like it's just so clean. Um, also, Big game for representation. We had a big episode a few weeks back about uh, the poor representation of, of trans people in cyberpunk. Um, tell me why is the complete opposite of that. James, I remember you said you had a, made a comment, something similar like, hey, we like we need better representation for, you know, that community. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, like mm-hmm. this game is it. Like, totally. Um, the, you, pr- you play a brother and a sister, uh, they're twins. Um, and the brother is actually trans and that's, you know, and I'm so glad they didn't treat it like a spoiler or something. Like it's upfront, like you understand it. He's never like dead named or anything like that. Like he, they, he, he treated with a lot of respect, um, and courtesy. Now there are like a couple moments of people being like kind of unsure, um, or un- maybe not uncomfortable, but just maybe like awkward around it in a in a somewhat realistic fashion. But like, but the way that they have handled it is very good, and they're very transparent about like, hey, we got a lot of people, um, a lot of LGBT people who like took part in this game, and they they have a lot of um, great, fantastic representation. Um, so that on its face is great. I I love that. Um, what else is really great is that it is this is a, a title, a game about family trauma, like uh, which is not something that you know. I feel like games are exploring this a little bit more, especially indie titles. But but it's mm-hmm. not. I've not played a, like a lot of games that deal with that sort of adult subject matter. Um, and again, it's not adult in the sense of like violence or gore or sex or something, but just in terms of like um, the themes that it's tackling, you know, might require you to be a little older to fully grasp. Um, and the the concept is that uh, when the kids were younger, they're uh, they murder their mother, and the whole game is like them basically reckoning with what happened that night uh exactly because maybe everything isn't exactly how it seems uh and maybe there is like allusions to maybe something perhaps supernatural going on um and that's 
you know, confirmed later on in the series. But I thought overall, this series was extraordinarily strong. Um, I thought it gave me, it, it was very, it was an emotional experience, I think, second to one other game on this list um, for a lot of reasons. And and it's really about kind of uh, dealing with trauma, how, how kids deal with trauma. Because when you're playing them, they are in their early 20s. So um, I'm a little bit older than that, but but not like so much so. So um, it was, I was able to relate in in some way not fully obviously but like but in in some ways i was able to definitely take away some of the lessons that they were trying to convey to me um in a way that i felt were particularly powerful um i I feel pretty strongly about this game Uh, i'm gonna try to push this one as far as i can just because i I think it won it won games for impact uh, at the game awards which i think is it absolutely deserves um so yeah, we, we could talk more about it later as well. If if we if it comes down to like a competition between this and something else, I'm happy to do that. But I would like to see this stick around for at least a little while longer. I all right, so I feel like that should stay because I feel like game at this point, games that are on this list should have like it should invoke that feeling. So I could see let's see. Hold on. Let's see what else we got. Oh, I'm gonna do oh, I'm gonna I got a favor. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think I think I think we might be going on the same uh, wavelength here. Uh, Doom Eternal. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Before we before we go for Doom Eternal, let me do everyone a favor real quick. I think like looking at the list, I'm doing what you're doing, Chris. Um, going kind of going over the list. Uh, I I don't know if I feel like I feel pretty strong about. Warzone, but honestly, like I, I don't know how much support I'm gonna get for it. I think I'm gonna go ahead and cut it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to choose my battles with some other games on here, because um, there's some other things that I think would, you know, if I'm gonna deal and deal later, I might need to just, uh, you know, take my lumps now. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and, and get rid of of Warzone for you guys. But I do interesting tactic. <laughs> hey, we we play dirty here, man. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I do like Warzone a lot and i think i've expressed that already and i think it's really a phenomenal game that people should play and and please don't dismiss it because oh call of duty like it really is it kind of goes beyond that uh and and is really something special uh genuinely so if you have the chance to play warzone seriously check it out it's awesome um we have the hard drive size if you have a hard time, that, that's true. That's true. Um, so Doom Eternal, this is the game I think on the list that there are two games on this list that I am ultimately conflicted about uh, in terms of like, I could totally see it on the top 10, but also I could definitely, I don't know, like other parts of me are like, mm, maybe not. This is one of them. Uh, Doom Eternal is something I played all the way through. It is not Doom 2016. Uh, at all it is and i loved 2016 played it earlier this year thought it was f- just fantastic from top to bottom like one of the mm-hmm. best first person shooters i think i've played in i don't know years maybe and so i was super hyped when eternal came out picked up eternal first two hours this is not 2016 like in on any level and I really reckon with that. I think throughout most of my playthrough, I really, or at least like half of it, I really tried to reckon with the fact that they did not just make 2016 again, which I think I go back and forth on whether or not that was good. Because I think on one hand, it's like, it's really, it sucks because like 
so some of the things I liked about 2016 was like the freedom, the freedom, the tongue in cheek humor um, with the the characters, the writing. None of that stuff is mostly not in this game. In Eternal, you have moments of it, but it really is more serious. The storyline is more, it's taking itself far more seriously. There's like deep lore from the Doom universe that it's like pulling from. It's like almost a semi reboot in a way, almost like how kind of a Final Fantasy VII remake was in terms of like it being a remake, but also a sequel in a weird way um, to that thing. So the gameplay is probably my most contentious point because there is far more platforming in eternal than there was in 2016 2016 was very much a huge arena shooter run and gun you like just it said basically kill everything on screen whatever way you want eternal is not like that eternal says we have crafted a system for you to utilize um and you must manage a few meters um you're gonna run out of resources you're not you're basically kind of a glass cannon, except not even a cannon. A lot of times, like you will die frequently um, and painfully on on some bullshit, like likely. Um, and so that eternal is very punishing in that way, and you have to be willing to adjust to it, or you're not going to enjoy it. So, like for example, ammo is very scarce in eternal and you have to utilize the chainsaw in order to get more ammo in it so it's not like you're just going to find like random drops around the world like you will but it's not just super frequent like you will frequently have to find um enemies to chainsaw get the ammo maybe only use certain guns on certain enemy types and to get to do the most damage because some weapons will not do much damage at all so you have to be constantly switching weapons the developers are forcing you to play a, a certain way so you have to plan at least five steps ahead and that's just that's not how 2016 was so you can't go into it with that mindset um chris did you you played this game right yeah and you've essentially echoed <laughs> uh, everything that I felt about this game. Like it's a, it's a fun game. Like once again, it's something that um, if you like, if you want something different with your shooters, definitely pick this one up or at least try it out. Um, but you know, at the same time, you should play doom 2016 first. If you haven't already. <laughs> yes, you should <laughs> pick that one up first. Um, it's it. I think like my experience was a little di- little bit different because um towards the end of 2016 that's actually how the game sort of shifted towards uh, for me is that like, i sort of learned that hey i can't like cheese with this one gun i do i sort of have to like you know change up my, my weapons i have to use the chainsaw so like my mindset going into this game was sort of you know similar to that it's just that like you said holy shit there's a lot of platforming in this one um doom 2016 there's platforming but it's more or less you're in an arena fighting things and that's like your platforming is your platforming in doom 2016 is like yo these platforms are here to help you survive like but um yeah i I feel like there was was something that was sort of lost in translation with this one but i i actually had a conversation with a friend about this this is one of those games don't feel bad if you have to put it on easy do not feel bad about that yeah, I played it all the way through on normal and it was it was fucking difficult. Like it was really it was punishing in a way that I haven't felt in like a really long time, which part of me welcomed it. And again, like I do want to commend like it for making a game like this and not just doing 2016 again. Like I would have loved more 2016, of course, but 
like they wanted to try different things and i don't know if they were super i don't th- think that they were as successful as they were with the last game but i like you know i this game there are a lot of things that work like there are moments in here that are great like um controlling the doom marauder at one point like it's fucking cool like i don't know if you got to that point chris uh but like there's a moment where you control one of the enemies and you actually play as them um like remotely and it's just it has several moments like that that um i think it makes doom doom and it has that spirit like the spirits there mick gordon's there the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal like one of my favorite soundtracks of this year like probably top five easy uh but like yeah gameplay wise that loop is just it's just it's just rough um and i could have done with See, and, that, like, and, that's, and that's why and that's why i feel like we can cut it because i feel like there there are other games there there, there are a, a bunch of games on this list that i could easily be like oh uh, I have 15, 20 minutes. I could easily ju- just jump straight into this game. But Doom Eternal, mm, I like. I, I I look at other games on these on at this list, and I'd rather play that than Doom Eternal. Oh man, um, at this at this point, that's what I'm yeah. sort of looking at with this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we are getting down to the wire. Um, damn. Okay, shit. Yeah, that that was one where it's like. I could lose it. It's not the the end of the world, but man, yeah, it's 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 really good. Like it is a really good game. Like it's it's rough, and I think it takes getting used to for sure. Like you have to be willing to give yourself over to the game, uh, and then I think you're rewarded. But it, you know, it's not something you could just jump into. I think 2016, you can absolutely just hop in for 15 20 minutes say all right cool i'm gonna shoot some demons real quick and be good i don't think you could do that with eternal um but yeah if you know what there are other games i i can cut this one i can eat that all right so the next game that i sort of have that you know i just want to rip the band-aid off is um is, is, is Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Oh no! Uh uh-uh. uh, no 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 no! Okay, let's talk. Oh, okay. no, no, no 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 no! Okay, all right, all right. No 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 no. Okay. This is gonna happen. This is this is one of them. This is one of them. This is a game. No man, let's, let's have the. We can have the talk. I think honestly, I think there's a few more that we could get to before Ori, but we could certainly we could certainly get to it. I mean, we're getting down the wire anyway, so like we can certainly talk about Ori, like. Do you, do you want to talk about Ori? It looks like it's on the screen, so it's we might have to talk about Ori. <laughs> okay. So with yeah. uh, Ori, and like this is just with the franchise in general. Like it is, I feel like it's like your your if you want to like uh, if you want a representation of like modern day platforming and where it should be and where it should like evolve and everything. That's the Ori franchise, like hands down. Um, the just how like smooth the gameplay is, how easy it is to sort of pick up and like understand what's going on. Uh, that's something that I love about the franchise. Um, and then also just the story behind it is something that like could pull most people in. Like it's um, it's something. It's it's, it's heartwarming. It's, it's it's definitely one of those heartwarming games. Um, it made me cry, or at least the first game. I haven't played the second game because I I don't know why. I just I still have it on disc. I I even bought like the collector's edition. Like I have the soundtrack and everything, but I just haven't played it. But 
You know what? I, I, you know what? I sort of take this back. I feel like this does deserve to stay. Yeah, come on. Um, like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, because I'm going back. I'm, I'm lost. I'm looking at, like, there's a couple right now. There's a game I'm looking at right now. I'm like, all right, let me, let me take it off the screen. Hold on. All right. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah, oh we'll, my we'll, 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 come, we'll come back I to Ori because I, I genuinely I do think that that deserves to be top 10 on the list that deserves to be on the yeah, list yeah yeah like we are not having a list i'm not walking away tonight without ori being on that list and this is coming from someone by the way who i played ori the blind forest thought it was fine thought it was okay didn't dislike it didn't love it like it was fine will of the wisps i completely enthralled completely from minute i played this game in two days two days in like, I don't know, I mean, 10 to 12 hours, something stupid like that. Like, I binged this game. Blind Force did not do that for me. World of the Wisps did. And we can talk about well, why. Because they took all the criticisms from the first game and made a better sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Good, I, feel like, I feel like this is the Sonic 2 type of situation. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say that. I would absolutely say that. Yeah. Like, this is a better game in almost every single way outside of maybe like one thing but like i think it this is this is what i thought blind forest was going to be when i when i played blind forest um this game is fucking amazing uh yeah anyway so we can come back to ori for sure i do want to go okay so now we're getting down to uh to brass tax here so uh, can we let's go i think we should go back to among us like we started talking about it but i think we should go back to it like i haven't played among us so i have no like real reference for this so like who strongly feels for among us on here i do i'm I'm strong for it i feel like there is a i feel like for the culture we got to keep among us on this list like the i know this game you know it, it, it was released a couple years ago but like because of just i think this is one of those this is another one of the games that because of just the situation that we're in because of covid like it took off popped off um i like we you really haven't really seen a game really pop off like this since Fortnite. yeah but we also have to do the list for us right not the culture true mm-hmm. but what if we are the culture i mean we are we are we are you're right you're right we are the culture uh we're part of the culture but you know i mean if we want to if you want to keep it that's fine i just i haven't seen kids be so obsessed with among us ex- like since Fortnite. Like yeah. whenever you say you know what Among Us is or you know what Fortnite is, kids go like, "What?" Yeah, I mean that's like, fine for kids, but I haven't heard any of us even, talk about Among Us. Like that's why I'm but asking. Even, like, but even even with a, like adults, like do you, you don't understand like how many um how many Among Us like servers and like group chats I'm in, and this is like with like adults. This is mm-hmm. and this is and this is with people that like don't play video games either. And I feel like that has to say something where it it, if you if you have a uh, if a game has like a mechanic that's just so simple that like anyone could jump into. And it's, it's such a social game that you this is this is the type of game that you could pull out uh, during like family get togethers. This is something that you can play with family, like like just across the world, because you don't have to be in the same room to play. Um, it's. This, this is something that is just it's fun like this is the this is a party game this is something that like it is i've i've been in some very funny situations because of like just like 
it's it's all about the social aspect. That's all I can really say about the game is that it's just it's it, it has it has made its stamp, uh, like hands down in society because it, like, everyone everyone knows about it. Everyone talks about it. Uh, everyone like most people have played it, and it's something where like even if you haven't played it, sit down for like five minutes and play it with like people that you know, and you'll understand it. You'll understand the hype. And it's yeah. free on mobile. Like anyone can play it. And, um, like, and they are updating it slowly because there's only, uh, there's only two people, like, two or three people that actually, like, work on the game physically, but, like, it's a very small team and they are updating it to where it would meet demands. All right. Sounds like that stays for, for a while then. Um, what about, uh, Saints and Sinners? Ooh, all right. So here we go. Oh shit. Here we go, y'all. All right. So <laughs> yeah, so I this is one of those games that like I if I have to keep a VR game on the list, this is it. This is a this is one of your like if you when you think of VR games, a lot of the times you think of small experiences that you I don't know, that you you, know, you pop on the headset, play for like 15 minutes, and then you're done. Uh, mm-hmm. Saints and Sinners is not that game. Saints and Sinners is one of your like full fledged, like it's a full game in VR, um, and you don't really have too many experiences like that in VR. Yeah, um, I mean, you have like for me that was Resident Evil Seven. Resident Evil Seven, like I played all the way through in VR, and like that's the game for me. Like I, I can't go back and play Resident Evil Seven 2D. Will not do it. But. Um, Saints and Sinners, like you're thrown, you know, into New Orleans. You're thrown into like this environment where you have to loot. You have to and like and like loot everything because you have to take everything back to base, uh, craft it down into things that you actually need. And you know, it it's a you know, it's your uh, you know, your survival game, it's your action game because just the uh gameplay mechanics of like, all right, you have your axe. Okay, your axe will eventually break, so you have to sort of be smart with like how you use it. So, uh, for me, I instead of like you know just going straight for the head, I'll actually go for like a swing and like chop the zombies' heads off, and like you feel all of that because the game is so immersive. Uh, if you're if you go in if you go in the other way, if you want to go like with like a hands down swing, your your axe gets stuck in the zombie's head. And you like have to like yank it out, and like with the range of motion that you have with the game, you really have to like you can't like lightly tug the axe out the zombie's head. You actually have to like pull it out, and it's it's just for me this game, uh, it's just it's it's immersive. This is this is one of those like must have experiences for uh, for VR, at least for me for this year. This is something I could yeah. throw the headset on anybody, and they'll they'll enjoy it. Yeah, I really want to play this actually. So I, I can I can see your argument for that. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, what? How are we? How do we feel about Miles Morales? You know he stays. You, yeah, I was gonna say, come on, dog. Does he? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fine. I thought I honestly I, I would take some other stuff on it. I I like this game a lot. I do. Um, but it's like it's. It's more Spider Man. Like I, I liked it. Why face? I. I think Spider Man made our top ten before, but wait, what? What Chris? I was gonna say, what about what about Demon Souls? 
Demon Souls is something that I don't know if it will get much support. So I, I it may be getting cut soon. Um, but I mean, I as far as gameplay goes, I don't think I've enjoyed playing something. I think I've this might be in like the top five for me in terms of just pure gameplay bliss. Um, it does the exact same thing that I think Ori does, which is test your knowledge on um, the gameplay systems, particularly. And it challenges you for that. Now, it is a remake, so it technically exists in a prior form on the PlayStation 3. Um, so it's not like it's a brand new thing. And I think that was probably its biggest uh, its biggest weakness um, if somebody were to attack it, uh, which is true. Uh, but I think it's the best-looking next-generation game so far that I've seen. Um, Ooh. Um, I do think it's better, and I mean that's going up against something like which I uh, is which is Miles, which I think also looks spectacular. Uh, but you know, it's Miles at thirty frames per second with all the like bells and whistles, I think looks great. But I think Demon Souls is, uh, I-, I think, the art style of Demon Souls really elevates that game and, and makes it probably the best looking game I've played this year, um, just f- fidelity wise. Um, yeah, I mean, I have not finished it. I'm like most of the way through, but um, I don't know. Like, I I feel strongly about it, but again, I don't think I'm going to get much support here for the, for it. So, you know, if it's got to go, then then it's got to go, and I'll reluctantly live with that. <laughs> but I, I I do think that like there isn't. There's not a single game on here uh, that I think rewards you with like that core feedback loop that Demon Souls does. I mean, it's something that all the Souls games do, and that's why I think it's it's so popular and it spawned so many of these uh, these type of experiences. Um, I'm not saying I'm, obviously. I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna say, Rod. Uh, I want to see you survive a uh, a zombie crowd attack, and like getting through that, like that's rewarding. Like, um, yeah, yeah well, it, uh-huh. like you're it, you're in the game. Like when when I say you're surrounded by zombies, and like you also have to deal with stamina too. So let's say, all right, you're you know you're you're swiping away. Oh wait, there's like three zombies around you now. Uh, let me let me pull out my gun. Oh wait, I'm tired, so I can't like aim correctly. I'm drifting too much. Like all that comes into account. Uh, and. I don't know, man. But like, I like Demon Souls. If I put more time into it, I sort of would have been there with you because you've said a couple of things that I agree with. This game, hands down, one of the best like looking PS5 games, like mm-hmm. uh, hands down. Um, it's you know it's running at the sixty frames, four um, K. Like it looks really good. Like this is this is one of those like games where you sort of see the trailer and you're like. Oh, this can't be. This is this is all pre-rendered. No, like this is the game. Like you're you're, you're if you're watching the video version, like it's this is it right here. It looks really good. Yeah, that's that's the game. Like um, the, the the you start in an area where like it looks picturesque. Um, you know, like it's it really is that that show-stopping moment every single time. I've seen a couple people play this game and they get to that moment and they're just blown away. That's a game can look like that. Um. I, again, I, I don't mind cutting it. I'd like to see a couple other things go before Demon Souls, just because I think some other shit can go on here that before Demon Souls. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think the gameplay loop here is so ridiculously strong. I like 
I don't, don't cut it yet. Don't cut it yet. Don't cut it yet. Because yeah, there's, there's a couple games that I'm looking at right now. I'm like, yo, why, why are you still here? Did we cut Hyrule Warriors or no? No, we haven't talked about it yet. Not yeah, yet. That's um, before before we talk about that though, um, I I actually want to talk about Animal Crossing. If you guys don't want uh, want to, oh, like this is early. Okay, Where's my yeah, it's pretty this? early. Like oh. I'm not even sure if I want to cut it. I just want to kind of talk about it and see what you guys feel because I I don't know. Um, okay, I so I, I played this for the first like maybe three four months that it was out like pretty consistently, uh, which I think is is not as long as I played something like New Leaf, but. I still think pretty pretty long. Um, this is another game with like Among Us, like Fall Guys, that really benefited, I think, from our situation uh, with, mm-hmm. with the pandemic in terms of like getting people together, um, getting them kind of focused on something other than the hellscape <laughs> that is that was Earth. Um, and you know, I think they brought a lot of different ideas to the table here. A lot of quality of life changes, like changing your house, is like way easier now um, due to not having to physically be in front of the space. Uh, Chris, you actually made your island into a really fucking cool area. Like you even made a, a little Yamcha uh, <laughs> homage in your uh, in your village, which is, is there a great. crater in your village. <laughs> no, there's, there's a crater with Yamcha in my village. How'd you put Yamcha in? You know what? We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so this is kind of like it, it Animal Crossing New Horizons has like what something that I think is a huge win for it and something that I think is a huge weakness, which is the the creativity, the, the DIY stuff. So I think this game sets you down and lets you do whatever you want. Like it literally says, yo, here are the mechanics, here's the tools, just go do shit, essentially, is what Tom Nook says. And you can absolutely do anything that you want. Um, but on the flip side of that, there, there's not really that much guidance. Like if you're looking for something like a new leaf, the hook was that, you know, you're the mayor of this town. You have a different ordinances. You can order um, things of that nature. You cannot do that really with a new horizons. You like, you get maybe like a week or two worth of stuff, like real time weeks. And that's kind of it. Like you get, you hit credits and there's nothing more to the experience. There are a lot more like free to play sort of elements in there. Like the DIY stuff that you uh, obtain, like is meant for you to craft. So you need, you know, elements like wood or paper or whatever the actual crafting materials are in order to make the things that you need to make. Um, so it's very grindy, more grindy than animal crossing has ever been. Um, so it feels less like a check-in type of game at times and more of like a, I need to hop in for like an hour instead of like the 15 minutes I may want to like say hi to a couple of villagers or whatever. Um, there's also not that much going on with, with like stores either with, like with the upgrades. You get all your stores pretty early and only like one or two nooks upgrades and that's it. Like you don't really have too much. I actually thought that they, they would be releasing like more frequent updates, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that. They are in terms of seasons, but not really in terms of like, you know, um, new shops or anything like that. Um, did you guys like stick with this game? Did you fall off pretty early? Like, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Uh, I got my mom to buy a Switch and Animal Crossing and she still plays it to this day, so. Yeah, I was gonna say I, you know, I don't play it anymore, but I can like I do respect like what it did 
And I don't know if it was just because of like the timing of like what everyone was going through during COVID, but like I know for a couple of my friends, like this, this this game literally saved their lives because and I'm not trying to make it sound dramatic. That sounds that sounds really dramatic, but you know, we at that point, you know, for a couple of people, they've been quarantining for at that point maybe what two months, two three months, yeah. Mm-hmm. About two months, I think. And some people, like, you know, as they should have, took it really seriously and stayed their asses home. So I know a lot of people uh, personally that they didn't have, like, a game that they could have played that got them to play with other people, got them to meet new people. Um, really just sort of, like, you know, uh, it, it. I don't know, like, it, it, it did something great. Like, it, it, like, and, like, the gameplay is so simple that it's essentially that game that you can sort of like, you know, you have like your set tasks to do every day, like you said, Rod, where, you know, okay, I'm going to get these materials. I'm going to go to this island. Um, I'm going to grow some stuff. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's all about like customizing. And you have like your milestones that you're sort of, mm-hmm. you know, grinding towards. So it's something that people, and I know some people that still play it. Some people still stream it. You know, we, we've had people like AOC stream it and play it with people. Um, who's the, the this, who's the guy that made the, sh- this, he made like a show in Animal Crossing. Oh, uh, Gary. Yeah. Talk show. yeah. So, you know, this, I feel like for, for everything that's happened in this year, this game sort of like everyone acknowledges Animal Crossing. Like it's something yeah. that's sort of like, I can't really see myself cutting it because of like just the, the impact that it had for a lot of people this year. Yeah, that that's kind of where I fall on it. Like I could see cut it. So if we cut it, which I think as I'm talking up, as I'm like speaking on it, like I think I'm okay with it. And the reason why is because, you know, I, I don't know if any of us like really kind of stuck with it to that extent. Like, I mean, are there not 10 other games that or nine other games that well, yeah, 10 other games that we would put above Animal Crossing, like that we personally yeah. enjoyed more. It could be yeah, an right. honorable like, mention, just yeah, like and, Among you Us. Know, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like this I feel, is... I, I feel you, Chris. Like, I totally feel you on the, like, relevance thing. And that's that's where I'm, like, kind of hesitant on it. But, like, I'm okay, I think, if it goes. I don't know why... I don't know why I'm fighting for this game. Sure. It's a great <laughs> game. It, yeah, you're right. good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, we, we mentioned it in the list because it's good. It's, uh, but there's still other games that, like, yeah, I want to cut, though, before cutting that before one. Before Animal Crossing? Like what? Yeah. Like what? James, James, can you talk about Hyrule Warriors? Okay. I can talk about Hyrule Warriors. And I understand why you would probably want to cut it. They have to be the type of person that would enjoy a warrior style game. Um, it was kind of like what you were saying earlier about Genshin Impact or how it's Breath of the Wild, but with like character variety. Mm-hmm. This is more character variety in that sense. Um, it expands the lore of Breath of the Wild, which I think was really cool. Um, sets up pos- potential for sequels, but the way this game works out is that you're fighting through the Hyrule War. Um, you take control of Link, obviously, Zelda, Impa, the Four Champions, and some other people I don't want to spoil if you haven't played the game. But you go out to different battlefields, you take out enemies, and it, it's just one of those one of those uh those palette cleansers, those relaxing type games. 
mindless combat. Um, but it's very rewarding for your time of grinding because as you go through grinding up different levels, you unlock more items for your characters to play as. Some people have different costumes. There's different secrets to find. But I guess in comparison to some other games on this list, I could, we, we can take this one off. I'll give you guys Hyrule Warriors. You're sure? I'm positive. Okay. Because this is some of us I've yet to fight for. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, you can have Hyrule. Question. You, you know, like, were you there when I uh, sort of dogged out Breath of the Wild because I hated that they sort of had like a huge misstep with the beginning of the game? Or at least I felt like the Hyrule War and like everything that I guess that happens in Hyrule Warriors should have been playable. I think that's what this is, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I I mean I feel like that's enough of a reason for me to go ahead and pick up the game because like I don't mind Warriors Warriors games like they they're cool, um, but like something that really bothered me with Breath of the Wild is that like it was a huge missed opportunity to not play through that stuff because on paper like I feel like the story for Breath of the Wild was really weak. And there, there wasn't really a reason for you, like, okay, you know, yeah, you have to stop Ganon, uh, you know, but, but you didn't really, yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't enough of a reason. So, yeah, this definitely fills in the blanks of some of those characters, and I think that was my biggest issue with Breath of the Wild too. Um, I like to be shown characters and to experience them, and not just be told about them. And this game allows you to do that. But to really experience those, like the different tribes and everything else. So. Mm-hmm.